0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Pennywise podcast. I'm Terry Barr, happy to be joined today by this amazing woman, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to the thing everybody loves to talk about, Kimberly (laughs) Yes, tax analyst with Forbes Advisor. We're talking taxes. It's probably the right time, too. Um, Kimberly First, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: It's our pleasure. And um, I know this could be a tough topic because it makes people nervous sometimes. But I think the best thing is um, understanding uh, why the tax season is starting here. What does that mean for people who are working on their taxes?
1: Right. So the tax season start date is actually February 12th this year. And this is a little bit later than previous tax seasons, where it usually starts at the end of January. So it's going to mean a couple of different things. As it relates to the Internal Revenue Service, they decide that they would delay the tax season to make sure that everyone who was eligible would be able to receive their stimulus payment. And also to make sure that they had the correct programming and testing in place to make certain that there was not a delay as it relates to your tax refund. So that's a couple of different things as it relates to the Internal Revenue Service. But when it comes to your taxes, this does give you a little bit of time to kind of just relax before getting started with your tax return. You still can get started, of course, but you can't officially file until February 12th. But it does give you a couple of days to get started as it relates to filing your tax return.
0: Now, I did have someone ask me the other day, if we're starting later, Does that mean the deadline got pushed back later? What is the answer?
1: You're you're not the first person to ask that question. We were just writing an article recently with Forbes advisor and also trying to get an understanding behind that too as well. But as it stands right now, as of today, the Internal Revenue Service has not provided or stated rather that the the date will be delayed as it relates to the due date. So as of right
0: now, your due date is still April 15th. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. April 15th. (laughs) everybody write it on the calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another question that I've received is uh, related to trying to save money right now. And some people are trying to um, use the idea of when I get my tax fine, I'll be able to save that and use that for a purchase or to pay bills. But then I've also been told you should not count on that as, you know, a regular part of your savings or your money. Why is that Kimberly
1: right I know a couple of different people who actually use their tax refund as a windfall to do certain things to pay off debt also to save more money each and every year but if you think about it every time you get a receipt rather a refund what you're doing is you're actually allowing the IRS to use your money interest-free throughout the year so if you actually use your money throughout the year to pay down debt, to save more money, you're getting a better bargain for your money, right? And so that's the biggest thing there. That's why you should really use this tool on the irs.gov website. It's called a Paycheck Calculator. It's a really cool tool to use and you can actually put in your income and your expenses and you'll get an idea how to simply break even at tax time so you can use your money throughout the year instead of let Uncle Sam use your money interest-free and just return. Your money right back to you. I wonder
0: how many of us actually think about that. And I know (laughs) great tools and tricks for us to use as we uh, talk a little bit longer here. Anybody who might kind of be listening in and wondering um, who I'm talking to, I'm talking with Kimberly Washington. And Kimberly is a tax analyst with Forbes Advisor. And Mm -hmm. um, she has so much timely information for us right now. Um, A survey, you're getting some results back. What is it telling you about um, maybe consumer knowledge when it comes to our tax? We all
1: are smart, right? But it was a very interesting survey. And some of the findings were number one is that more than half Americans actually expect that their stimulus payments will be taxable, that they're thinking that it's taxable income, but that's not the case. The money is not taxable. And so you don't have to worry about paying taxes on stimulus payments that you receive. What is the first stimulus payment? or the second stimulus payment, or if you receive, of course, if the third stimulus payments comes into effect, you do not have to pay taxes. Another interesting fact, and I have it here, is that 77% of the respondents expected a delay of tax season will give them enough time to file. So we thought that was quite interesting that individuals actually expected that the delay would give them more time to file their taxes. And so that's some of the interesting facts that individuals are basically
0: saying as it relates to
1: their taxes.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Is there something we can learn? What do we need to do with sort of our tax and money knowledge when you hear things like this?
1: I think it's actually just sitting down and talk to maybe a CPA or a tax professional and obtaining financial literacy knowledge as it relates to taxation too. Another interesting fact that we found in the survey is that educated individuals were more likely to think that the stimulus payments were taxable than those individuals who had a high school degree. So that was very interesting to say the least. And so I think that no matter what level you're on or whatever type of consumer that you are, I think you should take the time out and do a little bit of research. I know taxes is not everybody's favorite topic. I understand that, but just do some research and get an idea of what's actually going on with your
0: taxes and also your finances. You know, that brings me to one of those questions too that I think people have a really hard time with. When do you, hire someone to do your taxes, or how do you decide if you can do them, if you can manage this?
1: Number one, I think number one, it comes down to understanding your tax knowledge, right? If you have a very complicated tax return, let's say for instance, if you started a business this year and you have a type of entity that's not a regular type of tax entity, for example, like an S corporation or partnership or a very advanced business tax return, You may want to sit down and talk to a professional. Now, if you have a very simple tax return where just a W-2, a few deductions, then you can probably handle it on your own. But it does come down to, do I have the knowledge? How complex is my
0: tax return? Those
1: are the questions that you want to ask yourself.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. What about tips for people that um, maybe are just kind of trying to get this all together? They've learned now from you that the season is starting a little late. They still do April 15th. Uh, the stimulus is not taxed, but what yeah. do they need to know? <laughs>
1: That's I lot. like when you say, it's a lot, right, Dana? I like that you say that. It's really not a lot of tricks and turns as it relates to IRS. It really is what it is when it comes to taxes, too. And so, and I used to work for the Internal Revenue Service, too, in my former life as a revenue agent and a criminal investigator. So I know that to be true. But some of the things that individuals do want to do as it relates to their taxes this year is, number one, I've been telling a lot of people to create an online account and also write about this in some of my articles too as well. This really came in handy last year because the fact of the matter was when you tried to contact the Internal Revenue Service, you were not able to get in contact with IRS, right? So what you needed to do is actually create an online account. The online account, I really love it because you can actually go online. You can look at past tax returns. You can download your income items for this year, so it's really like talking to someone without talking to someone, but it actually gives you access to your personal tax information, everything you need. You can also create installment agreements or payment arrangements with the Internal Revenue Service without speaking to the IRS. So I think that's one of the biggest things that no matter where you are as it relates to your taxes, that you would do that. The second thing I think is so important this year is that if you are a person who missed your stimulus payment, either the first or the second you actually can claim it on your tax return this year. So many people may not be aware of that. So make certain if you did not receive it, that you do claim it, or even in the case you received the reduced payment, you may be eligible for some additional stimulus money that can be claimed on your tax return.
0: I've had this argument with my parents because they haven't received theirs and they said, we're out, we lost out. But explain that one more time for people that maybe are thinking, Did I just hear her right? I can still get my stimulus.
1: And I I like that you said it was your parents too. And I don't really know, okay, what's going on. Like if your parents are on social security or limited income, but one important fact that I want to say first is that even if you're not required to file a tax return, even if you receive social security benefits or whatever the case may be, you still would need to file a 2020 tax return in order to receive that missed stimulus payment. So if you did miss a stimulus payment, whether it's the first or second, you do need to file your 2020 tax return in order to receive that stimulus payment. Now, do keep in mind, since this is a tax return, that if you owe taxes, it may reduce the amount of taxes that you owe, or it may increase your tax refund. So that's something to keep in mind, but you are due your credit, your stimulus payment when you file your 2020 tax return. They will be so
0: happy, and I'm sure many other people will be as yes. well. To hear this, I'm make sure yes. <laughs> too. Um, when we talk about looking forward now, um, obviously we are just kind of learning a lot of what this new administration
1: right. makes
0: with it and the changes in taxes. What do you think people should be looking forward to or watching?
1: I think the biggest thing right now is the child tax credit. So as it stands right now under the current law, you are able to claim the credit and get up to $2,000 for every child that you have, every qualifying child. Of course, there's a couple of rules with the IRS, right? But every qualifying child that you have under the age of 17 years of age, you may be able to receive the child tax credit up to $2,000. But the fact of the matter changes right now. What Biden is proposing, so remember, this is a proposed tax law. He's going to change the amount of the child tax credit from $2,000 to up to $3,600 if you have a child under the age of six, and it's going to be up to $3,000 if your child is between the ages of six and 17. So that's going to be a big deal for many families out there who are struggling to make ends meet too, as it relates to raising their children. That's going to provide some additional funding for those individuals. And something else that's very interesting about this credit that he's proposing, or the changes, rather he's actually gonna allow that individuals to receive those amounts on a monthly basis. So this is really different from what we've seen in the past where you claim it on your tax return, you're actually gonna receive a monthly payment similar to like we received the stimulus payment, but you'll receive a monthly payment for a year for the child tax credit. That's what's being proposed right now.
0: Yeah, very interesting because it, it actually seems to make some sense in getting that every month to help with those child expenses.
1: Right, and that's what they're proposing at this time. Okay, well, we'll
0: you on that as things move forward, definitely. Right. Anything that I missed or or anything that, as we've let you go today, you think maybe people will will watch this, listen to this, and think, wow, that was a lot to take in, but if they needed to remember one or two or even three super important things right now, what would you say that should be?
1: I would say number one, the stimulus payment. I think that we made the point, of course, if you miss the stimulus payment that you'll claim it on your 2020 tax return. I think two other key points too as well. Keep in mind, even if you're not required to file, you still need to file that tax return or receive it. And the second thing, even if you receive a reduced stimulus payment, you still can claim it on your 2020 tax return. So I think the biggest thing is the stimulus payment. And the second thing to keep in mind that we really didn't talk about just yet, but also the earned income tax credit. That's a special look back provision that's gonna allow individuals who actually had maybe no income in 2020. So they may not qualify for the earned income tax credit because they lost their job or received unemployment. Well, with this special provision this year, they'll be able to look back to 2019. They'll be able to use 2019 income amounts and they'll still be able to qualify for the earned income tax credit. And I know millions of Americans actually file this credit year after year. So that may be some good information for those individuals. That is terrific.
0: I told everybody that she would be able <laughs> to bring us a ton of information. <laughs> Thank on-
1: you so much.
0: <laughs> Washington. Kimberly is a tax analyst with Forbes Advisor. And you can watch for her article. She writes quite a few for Forbes and Forbes advisor and Kimberly, I can do enough. So, timely, so important. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Yes. And everybody, thank you for joining us again. This is your Pennywise podcast. I'm Terry Barr and this is from Lee Enterprises. We'll see you again next week.